Major Spoilers theme song. The Major Spoilers podcast is on the air. Pod on on the air. The Major Spoilers podcast is on the air. On the air. Pod pod podcast. Rodrigo and I'm Stephen. You're listening to the Major Spoilers podcast. Podcast. The Major Spoilers podcast is on the air. Long ago and far away, a story took place, and thousands of years later, millions of years later, actually, it's only about three hundred years. Yeah, three hundred years later, they uh, they turned it into a comic book, which is odd. Yeah, this week on Dueling Reviews, Matthew is here, Stephen is here. This week we are taking a look at 47 Ronin, number one, from uh, Stan Sakai is the artist, and who's the writer on this uh, on this book, Matthew? You have it there right in uh, front of you. I believe it's actually Stan Sakai, isn't it? Oh, no, 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 no. Uh, the writer. Oh, Mike Richardson. Mike Richardson, yeah. Yep. Based, is... on a, based on a true story. So this, this actually is a true story. Um, well... 1701 <laughs> around the, uh, start of the seven, the 18th, 18th century. century, uh, bunch of samurai left leaderless yeah. go after some, it's kind of a revenge story against their leader. Yeah. Um, who was dishonored. Yeah. Their, their, their daimyo was dishonored and this is. The story, and I, I don't know if I would call it necessarily an, an entirely true story. I imagine that there's some some embroidery and some legend involved in this, well, too. Well, I mean, it has become, I mean, you know, how do you take this tale from, you know, people tell tales that Ben Franklin was standing out in the storm with a kite. Well, that's, that's not, true. And that's, that's true. a legend of, of Ben Franklin. So I, I'm sure this has uh, happened as well. But yeah. over the years, These, this is a very important story for the people of Japan. Yep, and these are real personages, mm-hmm. and they are not bunnies. No, and Stan, that was Stan really Sakai. that was the part that really kind of surprised me at first. And and not saying that Stan Sakai doesn't just draw bunnies, but most of us know his work right. from uh, Yosagi Yojimbo. Yosagi Yojimbo, yeah. And to see uh, people walking around without dog faces or bunny ears. For a moment, just takes you it, aback a moment and go, wait a minute, is this really Stan Sakai? Come on. And, and then it you really, say, yeah, it is. It really does because the facial expressions and his, his, you know, his uh, language and the mm-hmm. body language used mm-hmm. are exactly the same language that you see from the bunnies and doggies and froggies right. in Usagi Yojimbo. But what's fascinating to me is how easily I was able to overcome that. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. in, in page one, you know, we see the the temple and we see the man walking along outside the temple and by the beginning of page three i'm like okay no more rabbits i'm good with that yeah art is really fantastic i mean this is great stan sakai art i mean people who love stan sakai art are going to love the art in this book and it's in color too and most of his stuff is usually a black and white even if you don't love stan sakai art this is a good place to learn to love it because It is incredibly intricate and detailed, but it has in a, a cartoony way. Yeah, yeah. There's a simplicity to it. It it feels, you know, it's like I discussed the the manga where you have the super realistic background, but right, the characters right. have their own their own reality. Right. It's it's like that on a more limited scale. Mm-hmm. And we start not necessarily in the present present, 
But we start with a character showing up at a temple and basically agreeing to tell a story, Mm -hmm. which turns out to be the first chapter of what becomes the story of the seven, the 47 samurai. I keep wanting to say seven. Yeah. 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 The well, and really it's the 47 Ronin instead of the seven samurai. Yeah. But Ronin. I can, I can see where, uh, you know, it's real hard to, I mean, it's real easy to make that slip. Well, and, and it, it makes perfect sense. So we have, uh, master echo, right? Is that his name? Mm-hmm. Who has I been, order you the daimyo of Eiko. He has been summoned to the palace to meet the king, and he is a he is a pretty big uh, deal in his region. But he's out in a different part of of the world, may not know the ways of the palace, so he has been summoned to meet the king. And because his major domo is concerned that he will not fit in or may do something wrong in the face of the emperor has scheduled him to meet with, I don't know, the the etiquette master of the court? To some degree, yeah. Uh, essentially, uh, Asano, the, the main character, right. is a daimyo, which means he's he's a lord right. of a particular region Province. or area mm-hmm. or city. And then, of course, he's the, the big fish, and he's ending up in a very, very big pond, the Shogun's Palace. Mm-hmm. And the I I think you could call him kind of the the protocol official or something, mm-hmm. but the protocol official is a very corrupt man, and and, and even the even um, uh, Akko or Eko how do you say it? Uh, he has been warned that the court has become very corrupt and that the samurai have become very corrupt and of course that's kind of what this book is about is, is, or this tale is about is about the, the samurai code of honor. And Aiko is basically like, look, I'm just going to follow my code of honor. I'm not going to bribe anyone. If I find out that people are being bribed or that bribing is taking place, they will lose all honor in my face. And you're right. The office of, uh, Kira, uh, Oshinaka, this guy's totally corrupt. Yeah. And, what if if you know anything about the history of this particular incident what you're what we're seeing here is actually things that lead to asano the the lord of the ako or the eko mm-hmm. essentially being doomed right but at this point we're seeing the events that lead up to what's going to happen oh yeah and they they push him and they try and embarrass him well it's not so much they as it is kira trying to embarrass him and, you know, make him lose face. Yeah. And he draws his sword mm-hmm. in the Shogun's temple, which is a punishment, By or death, basically yeah. has a punishment of death. Mm-hmm. Which, and so Asano, you know, at first his friends are like, no, 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 you know, he just drew a sword. He didn't know. And and then uh, Kira is like, oh, yeah, this is what I expect from, a, you know, basically a hick from the country. And, of course, that sets uh, Asano completely off. And he uses his sword and actually cuts the face of Kira, which basically is like, all right, that's it. You're dead. And his his friend, uh, who is also there to meet the emperor, is just like uh, telling his servants, look, you guys need to go get help for this guy because he's in major trouble. Yeah. And that's the point where things are starting to turn bad because Lord Asano is about to be taken off to be executed. And I'll bet you even money that uh, Yasobe comes back with 46 friends 
and, and the next issue all hell just, breaks loose. Um, there was a movie made on this, right? Yeah. I, I, I haven't seen the movie. I'm just vaguely familiar with uh, this tale, so I don't know everything that's going on. Of course, I can go to the um, to the Wikipedia, and, and if you look under the 47 Ronin, they've got a huge entry on this that account uh, recounts the um, the attack and the incident at the Indo Palace, and really everything that leads up that we see in this first book uh, put out by Dark Horse. Um, we don't see anything about the death of Kira or the aftermath or any of that uh, that goes on. So I'm really kind of interested, again, not being super familiar with the source material. Um, I'm kind of interested in seeing how this plays out. Now, again, this is something that took place 300 years ago. Um, And so I'm assuming, and Matthew, like you said uh, earlier, we were talking before we recorded this, you have a lot more knowledge of this story than, than I do. How does this first chapter work in relation to the story that you know well and uh, the thing is i have seen well the 1962 movie i think that's the only anyway. one right uh well there yes and no i believe that there have been multiple versions of it uh, but i i think there was a televised version of the play that i saw at one point but uh the 1962 the uh, i believe it's chu shingura which is fun to do because my japanese pronunciation is atrocious um basically follows a similar tack and mm-hmm. What we're looking at, you know, if you go back and you look at the moments where uh, what builds up to it, where mm-hmm. Lord Asano is, you know, trying to learn the ways, he's in some ways he is the bumpkin, or at least is perceived to be the bumpkin that they accuse him of being. Yeah, and he's not as high in the hierarchy as he's used to being. So he's used to being the person who can say, "This is honorable. This is dishonorable." I would say based on the story that I know, this is pretty, you know, this is pretty faithful to what we understand. Remember when you could uh, get a history lesson in comics or you could read your classic literature in comics? (laughs) This this is kind of like a history lesson in in comic book form, and I kind of like that. It's got some of the high, you know, it's got the, the big adventure and it's got things that I think will keep the reader's attention. But at the same time, you're actually learning about a real event. Just like people who go and see if it's still in theaters. Um, I haven't been to the movies in a couple of weeks, but, you know, Argo is based on a true story. And it's very entertaining and and was in the box office in the number one spot for a long time. Uh, I kind of feel kind of feel the same way about this. I know I'm reading about history and I'm assuming that because of the creatives involved, uh, Richardson Sakai, that they are trying to make this as accurate as they can, even though we don't know what words were exchanged. Um, but it, it feels like I'm really reading a good dramatization of history. Yeah. And I like the fact that the language that they use here isn't highly stilted. Right. You know, they, they try and couch it in terms that make it clear that we're dealing with another culture, but they don't try and make it sound like, you know, honorable daimyo has done this. They don't overwork it. Right. And I think that, you know, having the straightforward dialogue where, you know, let me be clear, I expect compensation. Mm-hmm. That makes perfect sense. It do, It's something that you can imagine in the voice of Mako if it makes you feel better. Right. But, and, of course, I did. Oh, course, long uh, ago. Lord, Lord Asano is voiced by Pat Morita. <laughs> oh, really? Okay. I'm Pat F. and Morita, you nutsack. <laughs> anyway. 
Well, I think it's interesting that here we get the founder of Dark Horse Comics and Stan Sakai, which people just love the 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 tales that he sets in Japan with his with his rabbits, um, coming together and just telling this. It makes it feel kind of like it has importance to it, like it's a big deal for the company to do this. Now I know uh, Richardson's written a couple of other things, but mm-hmm. it's been a while. I think yeah. the last thing that he did was. Uh, I think a Hellboy thing like four years yeah, ago or something like it, that. I think we reviewed something that Mike Richardson wrote. Yeah, it may have been. Either yeah. we reviewed it as a group or somehow Rodrigo probably read it. But He probably did something with Hellboy. This is something that they've apparently been working on for years and years, too. Oh, okay. There's um, We got a pretty know, good article about it over at Major Spoilers. Yeah, they do. <laughs> but it's something that when we... You know, when we look at this, this historical story, I like the fact that they chose Dan Sakai because Dan Sakai, for all of the bunnies, draws pretty realistic period stuff. You know, as far yeah, as, yeah, as yeah. far as history goes of the Edo period. And I think that having him here kind of gives me, you know, the long term comic fan who isn't really. Well, I am and I'm not. Mm-hmm. I used to, when I was a kid, I had a series of books, um, and they were basically kind of an encyclopedia Brown type story. Oh yeah, about uh, Ouka Ouka, who was the the wisest judge uh, in the daimyo's land, you know. And it was something that was set in about this period. And this is where I learned about the breakdown of the shoguns and and all of their their little fiefdoms and all like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Fascinating stuff to read. But what it really broke down to was. There's a very clever man, and the very clever man is having less clever people do his bidding by being very clever. So uh, Stan so, Sakai yeah. is quoted in saying and talking about how important this story is. I've known the 47 Ronin story about all my life, and I paid a pilgrimage to their gravesite when I was in Japan in 2009. This is a significant event in Japanese history, and when Mike asked me to illustrate the story, I jumped at the chance. I've known for the research I do, but I was amazed at the research and knowledge Mike already had. I'm having a blast with this, he said. <laughs> and it is you can tell that they're having fun with it. And you can tell how much they've put into this. Because throughout this this issue, even the parts of it that I'm just like, wait, I have to go back. It's not going back because it didn't make sense. It's going back because I missed something. Mm-hmm. And then I find that crucial clue and I'm like, oh. Yeah. Uh, if you yeah, go if you go to major spoilers, you can see some of the black and white pages uh, of Sakai's work in this. But really, the coloring kind of brings this to life, especially when you're looking at um, so many characters that are wearing similar wardrobes, similar hairstyles with the top knot. Um, and if you didn't have it in color, I think you would have a hard time distinguishing the characters apart. But the color is not something that's jumping out, blazing you in the face. I mean, this is a very muted tone. So, um, so when Kami or Kimai is, he's addressing, you know, you know who that character is because he's wearing a, a, a light lavender themed color, as is his servants. And mm-hmm. when you're talking about um, uh, Kira, he's wearing very much orange. Uh, Asano yeah. is very much blue, and so it's easy to help distinguish the yeah. characters in that way and i and i really really like that that's very well done one thing that you can say is when you're when you're trying to read japanese anytime you see 
a vowel. It's its own, essentially its own syllable. Yeah. yeah. So I believe that name is Kamai. All right. That's, that's fine. That's just me overthinking. I, I'm, 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 I'm American. I'm American who've Go not been you. trained in the ways of uh, Power Rangers. Do not watch enough Power Rangers. <laughs> so, uh, yes, I'm going to butcher those names. Uh, the, but the still. The girl who plays the Yellow Ranger is Mao Ichimichi, which is such fun to say. Ichimichi, Ichimichi, Ichimichi. Eat a Mickey Mouse. Say it with me. Eat a Mickey Mouse. What? Yeah, that's exactly what. <laughs> our good Auga friend. Tadasuki. Our good friend Takashi Ito. I guess that's a, a prayer or a thanks that you give when you're about to to uh, to eat dinner or eat something. This is what he told us when we were in college. And so for him, when he says it, it sounds like eat a Mickey Mouse. So, you know, it's really awesome. What's He's that? probably teaching you to say something rude. Eh, probably not. <laughs> probably not. So um, anything that you had a problem with in this? Honestly, no, it, it, it broke at a perfect place for the story. It, you know, it works for me. It starts with that framing sequence that I'm sure we're going to get more of. Mm-hmm. You know, it's the framing sequence takes place a couple of years after what, you know, eventually is going to happen. You clearly see in that opening sequence him walking past gravestones. So you're not going to be surprised when yeah. the story that he tells has you know, a tragic aspect to it. Yeah. I really like this issue. I like the way it uh, literally plants seeds. For what's coming next. Right. You know, we see the, we see the little girl planting a seed for her father. We see amazing cityscapes and the, the uh, big buildings and pagodas and all like that. Uh, Honestly, there's nothing about this that doesn't work for me. I really had a tough time trying to find things that I could find fault with. I think if I'm going to be nitpicky and find fault is that the coloring in the book does save it because otherwise everyone does look exactly alike uh and that's not and that's not and that's not being you know that's not a, a racist comment or it's not meant to be a racist comment um well they and and these are samurai right and they they're samurai yeah and from. they do all look alike and so if it wasn't for the coloring i, I think that it might i might be my biggest nitpick but uh sakai's art is just wonderful in this he conveys energy in every panel the um writing by mike richardson is great um I you know it's tough for me to find anything wrong with this book that I read, yeah. or at least and this first chapter. Now maybe going down the road, maybe when, and I forget how many how many books this is or how many issues this is. I want to say it's four, but I may be wrong. Oh come on! There's and don't the don't the Ronin like go I, all crazy and there's a huge mega battle and all that stuff. Okay, and so don't it's they fine. don't they don't they form a, a giant Zord and start uh, right, tearing and up then, the town? Kira, once they've defeated him, explodes and then comes back <laughs> giant. Uh, yeah, one of five. Either a staff is thrown or Insarn fires. Yeah, there you uh, go. So, it is, so, yeah, so, so yeah, so you can cram that all into a five issue issue series. Sure. I'm on board. I, I'm buying every single one of these, and I might just and buy remember, this. Remember, transformation is a free action. Yeah, I, you know what? So I'm no. probably going to get this, and this is a, a preview copy. This first issue that we've read from uh, Dark Horse Comics, they sent it to us. Thank you so much for this. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to get this all in digital format so I can read the issues as they come out. But the minute that the trade is available, I'm buying this as a physical trade because I want to share this with other people. And I think other people will embrace it more if they can sit down and read it all in one go. Yeah, I agree. 
I think that that's probably going to make for a different reading experience. Probably. But more importantly, this single issue works as a single issue. Mm -hmm. It works as a first issue. Mm -hmm. And that's going to be the hardest part for me. So I'm I'm probably already on board based on what we've seen here. Yeah. You know, did it, you did you notice that the coloring of the um paper, you know, the the gutters and everything is not white. It's kind yeah, of an aged, aged paper look. Yeah, that's kind of cool. Yeah. Kind of a, a gray Paris kind yeah, of Yeah, thing. yeah, yeah. It's it's really good. I I apologize for my tendency to pretend to speak Spanish. Uh, Japanese with that accent because I always kind of fall into that. Oh, Hakusei. I I have to, which I, I'm sure is offensive as heck. I am giving this. I'm giving this five five stars. I think this is a must pick up book. Yeah, I I really I, do. I, I I think this is just really really good. And it's it's historical fiction, right? But it's historical. Yeah, and it's something that we don't see and even with all of the all of the bits and pieces of japanese culture that have shown up in comic books over the years you know at my my love of power rangers isn't necessarily all about the history of a real culture giant monsters do not show what? up and attack Tokyo every what? year i know right I, it's shocking shocking <laughs> but i i'm gonna go with five two this is a very good book and it's a very polished complete reading experience it's the kind of book where you're just like that was great even if you are not interested in what's going on you'll be like wow this is cool this is you know this is a fascinating story and it ends on that ominous cliffhanger where they're like this can only end badly and then you yeah. can go to the wikipedia and go yeah it is yeah you can also go to the wikipedia and read this the outcast kai joins a group of samurai led by oshi who seeks vengeance on Lord Kira, who killed their master and banished the group. The samurai embark on a journey whose challenges would defeat most warriors. Sounds pretty awesome, right? I am, of course, giving you the synopsis of 47 Ronin, the film that is scheduled to be released Christmas Day 2013. I think it was supposed to be originally released November of 2012. Um, but, um, it, the release date was initially moved to November 21st, 2012, then moved to February 8th, 2013. And then finally Christmas day, 2013, I guess is the current release date. Guess who it stars. Who, who? Jackie Ke- Chan. Keanu Reeves. Whoa. As Kai. Whoa. A group of young pirates come from space to Earth <laughs> to obtain the greatest treasure in the universe. Ay, ay, ay. Which can only be acquired after obtaining the greater powers of the 34 different Super Sentai teams. Does that also <laughs> star Keanu Reeves? God, I hope not. <laughs> so Captain I'm, I'm a little, you know, you know, from the synopsis and what we've read in this first chapter, I'm like, oh yeah, sounds like a movie I want to go see. And then Keanu Reeves... Who can be kind of deep and is into a lot of the uh, Eastern Whoa. Uh, theory, philosophy, and that kind of stuff. I'm not sure. Do you have a Do you have a reaction beyond woe? Um. Well, 
it 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 it's certainly a movie that's going to get a release date it sure is it reminds <laughs> me of that movie where tom cruise was the greatest samurai of all time it's always the bland white guy who yeah, ends yeah. up being the greatest samurai of all time yeah which so uh, that's yeah fun. yeah it'll be interesting yeah. to see we may or may not or may not review that yeah. movie in the future all right, so uh, bottom line, go pick up this book, Dark Horse Comics, Mike Richardson, Stan Sakai. I don't think you can go wrong, at least from our perspective. And, you know, part of the 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 thing that started Dueling Re- Review was Matthew and I always disagreeing on things way back in the day, like, what is this, almost six years ago, on a lot of things. Six years ago. And I keep saying, okay, one of these times I'm going to hit a book where we're both in total disagreement. Yep. on on our views and we haven't You're found that wrong, book yet even this isn't a five-star book this is a five-star book <laughs> steven you ignorant slut <laughs> this art by stan sakai isn't awesome it is totally awesome yeah and captain marvelous would totally win that battle <laughs> so i you know i don't know i don't know you know the way we pick these is we both go down through a list and we say, okay, here's what's coming out next week. Do you have a preference? And we'll just look for something. And usually if we see a number one, we'll pick a number one, unless it's a title we've both been reading on and off or can catch up on. Uh, and so that's kind of how we pick. But it's not like, oh, Matthew's going to hate this book and Stephen's going to love it or vice versa. It just kind of weirdly turns out that in all of the Dueling Review episodes that we've had, we have not got to a point where it's like no you're totally wrong or i think you're missing out on this or i can't believe you gave it this rating why is that are we just being too nice to one another no i don't think we are ever nice to one another what i'm always Um, nice to you i think what it comes down to is that we have chosen a few things that we're on the same page about probably we need to to do a big batman comic well but you're already you're already predispositioned to hate batman well, you're already predispositioned to love Batman. No, 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 no. I don't think so. Yeah, oh, my name's Steven, and I love Batman. Well, I think Batman as a character and a concept is awesome, but I don't think all the stories are awesome. You know who's awesome? Big One is awesome. Is that, is that one of your Japanese things? Yes, Big One is the leader of uh, Jekwa Sentai. And maybe we should review a uh, when they do the uh, Power Rangers comic book adaptation. We should well, uh, actually, sure. you know what they do? Paper Cuts has a Power Rangers comic book, and I read the first issue. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna have to look and see if we can. Have you? Did you read that? Did you read the Paper Cuts Power Rangers issue? I know I sent it to everybody. Uh no, but we can always, I guess, do something. I'm pretty sure it's Power Rangers. Yes, paper. Yeah, Paper Cuts. Yeah. Power Rangers Samurai, Super Samurai. Yeah. And I don't know, I guess this is the, yeah, this is the Super Samurai series that you're not a fan yeah. of, right? No, no, I'm really not. My my kid and I are not uh, into the Super Samurai. Part of that is because the American kids that they have acting on this show are not very good actors. Okay, well, that and, acting certainly transfers across into the comic book. Oh. And I think it's a standalone Go back and look in your emails because I know I sent you when they sent us a review copy. I know I, uh-huh. I passed it around to everybody and said, hey, you all, look at this. They got Power Rangers in comic book form. Oh, let me ask you this one other thing. we got a few more minutes in Dueling Review. 
Um, do you, I mean, you know, when we look at, and this is probably something we should have saved for uh, the next show, but in the next show, listeners, <laughs> the next major spoilers podcast, we'll be talking about uh, questions and comments from you, the audience. But I thought I'd bring this up right here. Do you know what the best selling comic book is right now? No. It's not. I mean, you could go and look in the last month and you could say, oh, look, it's uh, it's Avengers versus X-Men number 12. Or you could say, oh, it's got to be Batman because everything is better with Batman. Um, but here's the thing. The the top 300 list that we list uh, every yeah. every month, that is only in the direct market. That's not counting the the bookstores, the grocery stores, the Walmarts. The best selling comic book right now is and I believe it's from Paper Cuts is the Lego Ninjago uh, Ninjago comic book, which sells somewhere around, if I read the information correctly, somewhere around 700,000 copies an issue. Nice. That's kind of scary. Yes, it is. 700,000 copies an issue. That's nice. That kind of puts things in perspective. Ninjago. Yeah, if you haven't, have you ever seen Ninjago? You're it's, a ninja. It, it's it's no forty seven Roman. Let me tell you that. Well, I I have seen about thirty seconds of Ninjago, but much like The Ring, I had to look away quickly. <laughs> Too late. Twenty four hours. Your clock's ticking. <laughs> All right. Anything else you want to add this week? Um. No. Okay. All right. Tomorrow on or no. That was last week that we did that. I don't remember what we're talking about this week on the Major Spoilers Podcast. I thought we were doing uh, oh. Q&A from listeners. Q&A from that was, listeners. That was last think, week. Yeah, let's do Q&A from listeners. Again? <laughs> I don't know if we can handle that much mm-hmm. Q&A. Okay, fine. You know what we'll talk about? What? Kaizoku Sentai. Oh, I'm sure we'll Kaisa. talk about that. Oh, there was something else that I wanted to talk about, too. But oh, well, we'll find out. And listeners, you will find out, too, tomorrow on the next installment of the Major Spoilers Podcast. And next week, we'll be reviewing something else that maybe we'll get uh, some agreement on. Maybe we won't. We'll have to download and find out. And if you want to see this podcast continue, you want to help all of Major Spoilers and the Major Spoilers experience, head over to the website, click on the Amazon.com link. Buy away. We are now past uh, Halloween. We are deep, deep, deep. Even though we're only a week into November. We're deep into the holiday season, Matthew. If you don't buy now, you may not get it in time for Christmas, so buy now. (laughs) Matthew loves the merchandising of the holidays. I'm going to kick you in the head with it. Or, you know what would be the greatest gift of all? You know what's even better than getting a a cheap toy or a Ninjago comic book? Money. One-time donation, a $2, a $5, a $10 month recurring donation. We really appreciate those. Uh, if you have a friend who is a fan of podcasts, maybe you want to get him a pair of tweaked audio headphones. These are great headphones at tweakedaudio.com. When you uh, head over to tweakedaudio.com, you buy them four different styles, six different colors. Use the code MAJOR at checkout and get one third off. Nice. That's a great holiday savings right there. That is. And thanks to all of our sponsors of the Major Spoilers Podcast. And thank you, the listener, for downloading and sharing this. And going to your comic book store and telling your store owner or your shopkeeper, the person behind the counter, hey, I heard on the Major Spoilers Dueling Review podcast that uh, 47 Ronin number one was the book to pick up. Gimme, 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 gimme. 
Yeah, now man. you're doing something else. You're helping yourself by giving you some great entertainment and you're helping your local comic shop stay open a little longer. It's a win-win. It is a win-win, Matthew. Woo, win-win. <laughs> I can yeah, tell yeah. Matthew is fading. It is time for him to go to bed. Yeah, yeah. The uh, sugar high from his week old candy is starting to wear off. I must eat more candy. <laughs> How long does it take you get to get through all your daughter's sugar candy? Candy. How long does it take you to get it through your daughter's candy? Oh, it can take weeks. Can I, it? you know, okay. I carry it with me in my lunch bag. Oh, really? The lunch bag of no. We Dom. still. We. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it is getting late. Talk about punny humor. Uh, <laughs> We had Halloween candy from last year that we still had in the basket. Oh. And Tootsie Rolls do get crunchy after a year. I'll just say that. Yeah, they do. Especially the green ones. Those are my favorite. Oh, yeah. I think that's the kind I had was either orange or green. Maybe it just turned green after a year and it was originally the brown chocolate. No. No, it wasn't. (laughs) All right, listeners. Thanks so much. And we will talk with you soon. Superman. I could save a few bucks and stand around and read through the covers of the comics on the stand. But although every other page would be backwards, I suppose, I could still read the evens and the odds. Well, I don't know. Guess I haven't thought this all the way through. Plus, as soon as that comic book store guy knew, he kicked my butt out on the corner. Yeah, what a major spoiler. Hulking green or gray I can just buzz through that brick wall Take their comic books away But then the little meat would deal With all those tanks and bombs and guns Have you ever tried to read a series With all that going on Guess I need to rethink this plan How would I bag and board my comics With such huge hands Guess I already told ya What a major spoiler surprised to find that I might actually have the heart cold to follow an entire storyline. Would I really even need to keep up on all those escapades? I mean, who needs such distractions when your sister's such a babe? But the downside is such a beast. Being caught up in a fun bee in the Middle East with a gangster throwing soldier. Spoiler!